Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee, and today's guest is the owner of Doughboy Fresh Pretzel Company and noted pretzel lord, Jeff Carter Jr. Welcome to the podcast. What's up, man? I appreciate it. How's it going? It's going well. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a little warmer than I want it to be right now because it's in like early November when we're recording this, but um, it's not not too bad. Not too bad. How How are you going? I, I totally feel I feel you on that too. I like um I like fall weather. I get to layer up. My birthday is in October, so it's always a fun time of year. And we um I'm sure we'll talk about some of our products, but obviously Oktoberfest and pretzels just kind of makes sense. So this is my favorite time of year as well. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um and happy belated um birthday. So that's cool. Appreciate it, appreciate it. So um let's let's talk about um Doughboy Fresh a little bit. Describe describe your work. Describe what you're we're just gonna get right into it. Describe it. What do we let's, got? Yeah, let's go. So Doughboy Fresh. Um we started as a food truck. Um I had the idea in college. I'm sure you're familiar. Have you ever been to Ocean City, Maryland by any chance? Uh yes. So are you familiar with the rapper down the beach by any chance? It's it's been a very, like, very long time. Yeah, they do uh, stuffed pretzels is next to the Polish water ice place. Okay. And uh, when I was in college, I was always like, why isn't there just a handheld thing that I could just have while I'm eating and drinking? You know, beer in one hand, pretzel in the other. It just makes sense. And I um, started the company kind of based off that idea. I had the idea in college. In college, I studied hospitality management at York College of Pennsylvania. So it was... um, always a field. I took food and beverage classes, stuff like that. But in actuality, I wanted to be in the casino industry and that's what I did. So I started in the casino industry and that's what I did in the hospitality field before I did any of the food stuff like that. But when I decided that I would only work so hard for someone else Mm -hmm. and I needed to work for myself, that's when the pretzel idea kind of came back to the forefront. And lucky enough for me, my my family uh, are business owners in town. My aunt actually has a catering hall, so I was able to have a place that I could get a license with and all that kind of stuff. A lot of my friends own some restaurants in town, so I was able to kind of get a lot of help along the way. And us being the guys we are, we support the ones that support us. So a lot of those people that help me out, we now have a lot of menu items with and stuff like that. So with the food truck, we were doing a lot of the brewery scene. Yeah. I mentioned that uh, we did beer and pretzels, kind of just went hand in hand. Absolutely. Yeah, it just works perfect. And then keeping the local feel, obviously the brewery scene around here is pretty happening. I know Monument City we've done, Union we've done, Waverly we've done, pretty much everybody in town, Key Brewing, uh, pretty much any of them, you name it. Yeah. But then you kind of not exhaust that, but you once you get a taste of – people liking your product and people liking your brand, then you want to figure out how you can get it to more people. Yeah. And that's when we started expanding the product line from just the stuffed pretzels to the loaded bites, everything that was inside of our pretzels, we started putting on top. So then we went from breweries to events. Yeah. So it's a shareable thing. So like, let's say you're on a date with somebody, you go to try the trifecta, which would be one of our biggest events every year. Yeah. We then wanted products that you could share and we wanted products you could take pictures of. Like you can't really take a picture of a stuffed pretzel. No. Cause you can't really see what's inside. So you, so you need to experience it to actually fully get how good it is. So with us able doing the loaded bites, 
it worked out really well because now people are taking pictures of it. And then, you know, the power of social media and we were able to kind of grow and grow from there. And, and yeah, it seems like every year we're kind of just taking a different step. So we're about three years in year one was the food truck. Year two was bites. And with COVID and stuff, we had to get real creative. We started doing a lot more wholesale work. Okay. Yeah. But, but again, goes back to our collaborative nature. So I'm not a food guy. I like to say, I, I think I'm more of a brand guy and that's where it works out well for me. So I want to align with good brands like a Johnny Rads, like a Snake Hill, like a Riverside Tap House, like a Delia Foley's. All those guys and girls, they make better food than I do. So I might as well be able to make my product and let them elevate it. You know what I mean? So I can actually put it in their hands. They can use their creative minds to grow my product and we do it together. That's that's smart. And I think um, collaboration is something that I, I've seen. I think that's why your brand came to my attention based off of a collaboration. It's, it's, it's a little far back. I don't remember the exact collaboration, but I think it was with like a rapper and I was like, all right. And it may have been a name or something. I don't remember exactly what it was. So I was going to see if we were going to touch on any, any of the rap music kind of stuff. So Doughboy Fresh is a three, six mafia song. Yes, it is. That's, that's where we got our inspiration from. I don't know if you could tell, I get a, I'm decently influenced by Memphis rap. Um, not many people are going to be able to see me, obviously, because we're just talking here. But I think you can kind of see that I got a little bit of a vibe to myself. Yeah, and, I, mean, I, mean, uh, <laughs> I think one of the, the biggest things that's been great for us is uh, can, can we cuss here or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, all right, cool. So um, Fuck That's Delicious with yes. Action Bronson. I'm sure you're familiar with those guys. Um, I've always been a huge fan of theirs. Mm-hmm. And within eight weeks of the company, we were already working with those guys. And I think I think that was the uh, collaboration that caught my attention. Or it, was, it was something that was there. And I was like, Action Bronson, because I'll, I'll take note. Like, I was one of those adopters before Fuck That Delicious came out. One of those kind of like, not necessarily early adopters, but kind of got in between like maybe a few years ago. And then I started looking at that back catalog and then mm-hmm. looking at any collaboration that was there with food. Because ultimately... <clears throat> One of the things that I, I think we have here in Baltimore and in around Baltimore, we have a lot of unique food. We have a lot of like interesting food and yeah, a I, lot of geographic centric food, like the crab dip bites yeah. was so uh, mayhem. Loren yeah. is probably actions like right hand guy. I'd say mayhem's done a lot for us. Uh, I really, really appreciate them. I think we're actually going to go back up to New York in December. So I'll, I'll see him again, which would be great. Uh, the crab dip, stuffed pretzel was the one that, that they, that they tasted. Yeah. It's actually a crazy story. My food truck, one of my generators broke at our lunch job. Oh no. We had a lunch job and then we were going to go down to silver spring to go see their concert. I was like, yo, we're taking the truck down. I'm not leaving until they try. Like I'll just post out back until they pull up. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened. Mayhem did a little meet and greet signing thing afterwards. We told him, like, yo, we got a food truck out back here. Taste this. And he's like, cool, we'll be out in an hour. And then kind of just stayed in contact and done a handful of events with those guys and jobs with those guys. But it's no secret that they're real players in, in this food scene when we talk on a national scale. Yeah. And obviously it brings legitimacy to our brand, which is great. But those guys inspired me to even go after this. Yeah. Those guys, I kid you not, are exactly what you see on TV is exactly who you get in person. Yeah. 
a lot of people tell you to not meet your heroes because because you'll get disappointed. Yeah. But those guys show me that if you can just be authentically yourself and like I said, support the ones that support you and keep your people in your circle, you can be successful with those people. You don't need nobody else. You just need the support system that you got. And that's what we truly have in Baltimore. And I like, I say that we're hyper collaborative because we want to work with everybody and anybody because if I have a food truck, let's say in Dundalk, but I'm taking pulled pork from SoPro in Canton and I'm working in a Hamden brewery like Waverly. Yeah. That just made the city smaller. It did. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so people that it's no secret in Baltimore, I know that we're supposed to highlight Baltimore and and I am going to highlight Baltimore, but there's a little bit of, um, neighborhood centric. Does that make sense? Like there's some people that don't really leave their neighborhoods. Yeah, absolutely. And if we're able to not infiltrate, but introduce other neighborhoods, it might tell somebody from Hamden, Oh, yo, shit. Like, yo, let's pop over to Dundalk real quick. Yeah. And it's funny because like I I had a conversation with, uh, with Jasmine, um, from urban oyster. And, work with Jasmine. Jasmine's tight as shit. So and, we worked with Jasmine. She was, she was talking uh, about that. She was talking about that yeah. that that notion that um people like we were joking about. It. It's like, oh, I don't want to go over west. I don't want to go over east because it's like and it's like Baltimore's yeah. not that big, really. No, it's not. It's it's kind of weird, but it's it's cool though because I didn't really leave until I had this business. Yeah. I didn't I didn't need to go nowhere because I always had my people in my circles, and I never really had to go anywhere. So when I was able to work these jobs and kind of go to some areas of town, it's been fun, man. Like I lived in Dundalk the majority of my life, like Dundalk, East Baltimore, uh, Canton Bayview area. Yeah. I'm, 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 in this, the, I'm in this area. I'm in the, the near the medical center. That's why I'm at uh Collington. Okay, perfect. So I grew up on, um, I lived on Drew street over by Bayview hospital. Okay. Yeah. Um, my dad's business is on Eastern Avenue. My aunt's business is on old ham street, but, just starting the business, man, I've been able to see so many more different places and shit. I went from just living in Dundalk to where now I I've already lived in Mount Vernon and fed Hill in the past six months, just because wow. I want to check out new areas. And, and it, it's really, it's really cool, man. It's fun. It, it was, I don't think I would have seen as much of Baltimore if it wasn't for my business. That's, that's really like interesting. Cause like one of the things that I wanted to do into backdoor into was kind of a, so like almost a travel show, but within Baltimore of different food places, because again, like, I think that these, these things don't get the acknowledgement and the due that they, they should get. And you can be like, I've lived in Baltimore forever. I've never heard of this place. And it's it true, goes man. back to the, the point you were making about this kind of neighborhood centric vibe. Like, yeah, everybody's real geographic centric, but there's so much here, man. Yes. There's, there's so much. It's just, and and this is why we work with the people that we work with is if one of us is bound to make it and by make, I mean, one of us is bound mm-hmm. to be a national brand. Yes. Like there needs to be more national brands that are associated with this area. So yeah. if I'm using cheese sauce, I'm not going to make my own. I'm going to ask snake Hill to use his cheese sauce. Yes. I'm going to use Johnny rad's marinara. I'm not going to use my marinara because let's say I take off and I become national then I'm taking them with me. Or if they do the same thing, I know they're doing that with me as well. Because we, we So have- I'm not just investing in myself. I'm investing in all the other businesses that I love and support. 
I because one of, somebody's bound to make it for all of us. I dig that. Like it, it's the it's kind of the same vibe I'm trying to get across when it comes to podcasting. Like I've, I've been doing this podcast thing for, for twelve almost twelve years, and you know you try to reach out and people are very hey I need to just get this I'm I need to be the lead of this I need to do this I need to do that. My thing has always been collaborative, and it's like all right, I know more about this than you. You know, not in a kind of dickish way, but it's like, I know more about this than you. And I'm extending that hand to like, let's work together. Let's make this Mm -hmm. thing work because that same philosophy of if someone checks out what we're doing, it will change the perception of, oh, well, guys from Baltimore don't podcast or guys from Baltimore only do this or women from Baltimore only do this. It gives us a more unique and part of the conversation instead of we're something that's just overlooked. And I think working with people that are collaborative and it makes sense from a brand perspective, does this, is this congruent with what you want to put out there? Are they putting out a good product? Or is it something that you enjoy? Can you work with them? Mm-hmm. That's the best way to do it. Because when you, you see somebody's product and you'll see like, their thing and you're, 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 you're trying whatever they have, whether it be your pretzels or whatever the, the case is. And then you see this other thing. My natural thought is like, Oh, that's cheese from snake. Hill. Oh, let me check them out. What do they have? Exactly. So that, that was, that was kind of what I was telling you. Like somebody took a bite of our pretzels and they were like, yo, this, this, this pool pork's really good. Where'd you get it from? Yeah. Um, uh, where, where, where did you make it? And I said, no, my, my buddy made it at his place in Canton. Go check out bull spot in Canton. It's just, it was, in the, we always did it. So now us having the wholesale line yeah. just makes so much sense because we were already doing that kind of stuff beforehand, but backwards where I was just getting from them, but yet they weren't getting much or like they'd get bites from me yeah. or they would get notoriety or they would get exposure. But now we can both share. They share on their social media platform, the menu item. I share it on my platform on the menu, on my social media, that menu item and stuff. And sure. it just, the collaborative thing, it's something that it really looks like it's starting to take off more in Baltimore. Yeah. But I think it was something that wasn't too, too big of a thing as recently as a couple of years ago. I agree. Everyone, everyone kind of wanted to do things in their own lane. And like I said, I know we want to highlight Baltimore here, but, I also kind of want to keep some of my peers accountable because Baltimore, the infrastructure as a whole is not that different from Philadelphia or it's not that different (laughs) from DC or it's not that different from New York. But the problem is we have this weird, like almost like little man syndrome where Mm -hmm. we're not that big city. We're not, we're not, we haven't won up cool. The sports championships. Yeah. We haven't won the Ravens since what? 2012. Yeah. The colleges, just think about the colleges. How many good Maryland basketball players have you heard of in the last couple of years? But I sure know guys that played basketball that were from here. Right. That left. So I I want to try and figure out why we're not enough homegrown. And I want to be one of those players in keeping people here until we can all grow together rather than people cutting their teeth here. Yeah. And then going to blow up somewhere else. That's that's one of the things that's, that's kind of interesting, like in, in having these interviews with different artists and so on. I've heard different things. Some will come here because my my vibe and, may, and maybe you agree with this, but my vibe is there's such a degree of authenticity here to your point of cutting your teeth. Mm-hmm. You'll come here, you'll get that degree of credibility and then suddenly you've left. And what I try to do is vet through people. It's like, what's your connection to Baltimore again? Run that back for me. 
because we're yeah. very authentic and we know what's good. We it may not come out as the most refined thing, but we know what's good and we know what's bullshit. Absolutely. So I tell people, yeah, we're extremely rough around the edges, but we got stars in our eyes. Like there's a ton of <laughs> potential. It's and it's and I really it is one of the things that maybe Baltimore as a whole have to look at ourselves and and be like. What what things do we need to do to where we're now a cultural epicenter? Yep. Because the culture is here, the culture is very very much here. If you if you walk these streets, you see the culture's here. Yes. It's just other people don't see it, and it doesn't give people I don't know necessarily a reason to to join this community. A lot of people start here, and like you said, leave. Not many people see opportunity in Baltimore and want to come down here and see oh, well, you know what? Maybe I can do something like this here in Baltimore, but I'm in, let's say, York, Pennsylvania, like where I went to school. Yeah. People either, they'll shoot up to Philly. They won't come down here That's because right. That's they right. see opportunity in Philly. I want to help build here, ground up, homegrown, and just build opportunity for all of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have a huge social responsibility to this town. I'm fully well aware that if I opened my business in any town, I wouldn't have grown as fast as I have. And I wouldn't have been as successful as I have if it wasn't for this town. That's that's great. And I, and I like to hear that you want to build it up because I've juggled with that notion on a few times myself. And, you know, like I like to combine what pays me with mm-hmm. doing this creative stuff. So the podcast is a passion project. It's creative. I enjoy it. It's fun. But also... I have to work a day job, you know, as a lot of people do when they're doing a creative thing. So when opportunities present themselves, I've had opportunities to move to LA opportunities to move to new Orleans, Jersey, Philly. And I stayed here because of the podcast. I've taken less money to stay here because I, because I want to grow and be a part of growing up what, what Baltimore is and what talent we have here. And that's important to me. And it sounds like that's important to you. So that's, that's great. Oh, that's it. That's, all, all this is because I don't, I don't know if it's wording it that this the right way, but everyone's made money before you've made money. I've made money. If I wanted to make money, I would just go get another job. Yeah. I want to build a brand, you know, and I, I want to build something that may be here and be known and correlated with this town when I'm not here. Like let's right. say 50 years from now, 60, 70 years from now, I may not be here, but I want Doughboy Fresh to still be here. Right. I dig it. Um, and that's and that's one of the things that we work the way we do. We operate the way we do. And it's it has a uh, a real foothold in just the company as a whole. We just we really focus on collaboration. We focus on authenticity and we also focus on social responsibility. I dig it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I got, man, I mean, I got I have a, I have a few more questions I want to go through before um before we before we get towards the last like segment or so. But go ahead and finish that thought you had. I want once you let you finish that thought, I just wanted to let you know that. Yes, yeah, so, well, I was I don't want to go with too much of a tangent, but I think you and me both know. I think everyone knows that we're at a very pivotal spot now. I mean, this is being recorded in November. Yeah. So yeah. not sure when this will get released, but obviously a lot of political stuff going on and stuff like that. But what people need to understand is as much as they believe in government and stuff like that, if you support your local businesses the way you do on Facebook, sharing who you voted for, yeah, we can do just as much. Maybe yeah. not just as much for you, but pe- 
communities get built around business. They get mm-hmm. built around these kind of things. I remember when we first got the building in Dundalk, a lot of people were like, yo, what are you going to Dundalk for? I'm like, yo, fun dog, baby. That's where I'm from. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know it's fun dog, man. I'm telling you, watch, come here. But people don't understand that there is truly a opportunity because I can have people from the county come see me mm-hmm. because I'm just over the line. I'm 10 minutes from Canton Square, so my city people can still see me. Yes. Dundalk is now an area where people are getting their first home and stuff like that. But you need anchors to be built around it. So one woman sent me an e- email when we, we first were saying we were going to Dundalk, and she said, I was at the grand opening of Nacho Mama's in Canton. Yeah. And what was Canton before Nacho Mama showed up? And Scunny, we all have to give Scunny mad props. My dad was at the first Ravens Super Bowl with Scunny. Mm-hmm. That dude right there, he bought cotton candy for every single person in his section. <laughs> that's not uh, that's not something that I'm telling because it's it's like a cool story, but yeah. it's something because it speaks to the character of what Baltimore is and it speaks to the business owners that you can support just as much as a political party, but in actuality, we can help you too. Yeah. We can help everything. If people understand their social responsibility and they understand that this town makes them money and the people that in this town mm-hmm. supplies that. I wish more people thought that way because I, I shit you not, we'd be in top 10 places to live real, real, real quick. Yeah. Like when some of this stuff first like went down and I was still like, as far as the shutdowns and all of that stuff with COVID, you know, I've got friends that are business owners that I've, you know, like restaurants and things like that, that I've interviewed for this podcast, you know, like uh, Chris from sophomore, Chris from forged, um, um, on Kelly's like in, in even big improv where we were recording that normally. And all of those places, it's just like, look, I think that they make up what the culture of Baltimore is and buy a gift card and, you know, kind of doing that thing where I want to say for like maybe a month, every weekend during the course of a month, I was spending two to three hundred dollars at different local businesses to support. Now, in some instances, not all of them were, you know, on the wave. It was just like, you know, not even an acknowledgement, but it was kind of like. Yeah, well, we're all in a bad spot and I'm out there putting out ads and doing all of this stuff to try to do my part because mm-hmm. I like what these places do and I admire the people that are there and I'm kind of friends with some of them. So it's like, let's, you know, do that. And I think that's important. I think it's important to support your neighbors in, in the city. Man, from all I tell you what, if COVID didn't show you a lot of people's true <laughs> colors and how they operate. Yeah. I mean, I love being in this service industry. I absolutely love it. And and it was scary when there was an uncertainty of what this industry was going to look like. Yeah. But again, man, if you, if you if you keep yourself in the right circle and you support the ones that support you, there ain't too too much to worry about. It ended up I'm happier now doing the wholesale line than some of the stuff that we were doing prior cuz I'm getting excited about it again. I'm it, this I was forced this way. Like, of course I was two weeks from having my grand opening at my building. Yeah. We, we were had we had pretzel mania all planned out first weekend in April. That's and fire, actually. <laughs> we're big, big wrestling guys. I don't know if you noticed that either. We're huge wrestling guys. S- same well. here. Same here. <laughs> I got Ric Flair right here. The Wu-Tang W nice. on, my, on my shoulder. Nice. I got uh when animal passed away, I got his face paint on my shin. I got a, so I got, I got, 
I got a Shinsuke Nakamura sign thing. I saw him at his last indie show in Philadelphia, and that's me. And I couldn't watch the match. I was just like, no words. I'm just going to wait in his line the entire time because I want to get autographs. No bullshit. You and me, let's go out to Philly for a wrestling show. Baltimore is fun for wrestling, but you know Philly's a hot crowd. It's definitely a hot crowd. Philly is a hot crowd. My uh, my childhood best friend works for the Philadelphia 76ers, yeah. so I'm lucky enough to have a hookup with some tickets up there. Yeah. Next time, you and me, let's pop one up. That's that's dope. Let's let's do it. Because uh, I seriously, hold, hold, no bullshit. Hold me to that. No, absolutely. Because uh, I've gone to I've gone to more New Japan shows than anything else. I did the uh, the two G1 things. The so one I was in Dallas last year, flew down there for what like they do it always like Fourth of July. Did you like, see the um the Super Juniors Cup? You got Leo Rush in there. Leo Rush is a DC guy. Yes, he he is. Yes, he is. Wrestling. I don't agree with everything Leo Rush does, but I'm at least <laughs> give Leo Rush props when I can. I'll give us I'll give us some run. I mean, I, I I just been trying to catch up with it. Um, and New Japan has been great, and I've kind of stumbled into watching some of the old stuff from uh, what is it? Um, NWA Power. So yeah, 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 watching that. So just kind of been catching the streams and things like that. So that's dope. Um, I will hold you to that. We'll we'll talk further about that. Definitely, definitely. Or a GCW show. Have you seen any GCW Game Changer Wrestling? No, I've not. Yo, they got some cool shit up in Jersey. Those guys are tight. Oh, hold up. Let me tell you yeah, yeah. one story while we're talking about wrestling. Yeah. So we have a program where my buddy, his name's Brain Eaters. He um he's an artist guy in town, and yeah. he's a big wrestling fan. And whenever we do pop-ups at breweries and stuff, we kind of like to have an artist with us or somebody else with us to kind of just, you know, it's fun to have your friends around. Let's both make a little bit of coin and drink mm-hmm. a couple of drinks. Oh, yeah. His real name is Ronnie. He drew us a Doughboy Fresh kind of like logo picture thing. Yeah. And it was with Bret Hart's glasses. Fire. <laughs> so we made that as a shirt. He just drew it up and we put it on a shirt. And we started this whole artist series where... I have local artists and we do a 50 run shirt. Yeah. I sell them for $30 each. I get $10 on the sale. They get $10 on the sale and the screen printer Pangea printing gets $10 on the sale. So we all profit share and we all blow it up. Well, we actually fed a few wrestlers before and we had a decent social media presence with some of those guys. Yeah. Joey Janela wore that shirt <laughs> on AEW dynamite and I got picks to prove it. Wow. Yeah, he wore our shirt, so just a fucking dude drawing up yeah. wrestling shit in Hamden, hanging out with some dude slinging some pretzels in Dundalk, <laughs> and yet we're on national TV with some dude who's known for jumping off 20-foot ladders. Right. So that's that's the type of shit that's so fun to me. Like That's something that's not an opportunity that I would get if not for this business. Absolutely. This business... This business gave me a lot of opportunities personally as well as professionally. Like I was a huge fan of Action and Mayhem and to be side by side with those guys sometimes is very surreal. Yes. It's kind of like, shit, where do I go now? This was my biggest like, (laughs) shit, this is what I always wanted to do. Like what's next? (laughs) Yeah, what's next? But yeah, man, the wrestling stuff and and it's just, it's so fun to see where your craft can kind of take you personally is as well too. It's it's really, really, really fun. You and me, we definitely got to check out a wrestling show. I'm tight that we did this. This was really fun. So last few questions I have and then shamelessly plug um, your brands and all of that stuff at the end. Absolutely. Um, but so, and these are like rapid fire kind of questions. So um, name three of your favorite street foods. Street foods? Yeah. 
So, dude, this is what sucks. I oh. am the pickiest eater known to man. Wow. I'm so bad. I'm the pickiest eater. No, I do have some food, but they're going to be maybe a little basic or, or a little, um, I don't know, rudimentary, I guess. Basic so is fun. <laughs> Um, I've been told I was bougie when it comes to my food choices. I'm like, I'll have a nice crab cone with the finest of aiolis and over a bit of steak fries. Oh, so you're talking about Gypsy Queen. I am talking about Gypsy Queen passively, yes. No, I'm talking about Gypsy Queen. Like, Gypsy Queen is who you look at in Baltimore food truck scene. Yes. I never fully immersed us in the food truck scene. I more understood that being in the food truck scene could give validity to us, improve our concept, and we could grow from there. Absolutely. Them right there, they're the pinnacle of Baltimore food trucks. There's not many people that do it better than them, if anyone. So yeah. I don't even know them like that. But I'm I'm gonna give credit where credit's due. So Gypsy Queen with that Aeoli shit, absolutely. They're 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 awesome. When we did our tenth anniversary awesome. show, we this was the thing I set up at Big Improv, set up the set up almost the whole thing, ran like, you know, doing events and stuff. And I uh-huh. really missed it because it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and what do we have for our post show meal? We went to the truck restaurant and we got loose. We had a damn great time. It was like yeah, ten to twelve of us there. It was good. Yeah, they're uh, they're they're serious players. They they put they put out some really 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 good stuff. I admire them a lot. We um, when we were first cutting our teeth, we were doing the rotunda. They had the farmers markets over there, and and their line, I, I shit you not, was twenty times as long as ours. <laughs> and it's just, but that's what it is. When you're going up against them, you got to bring your game because they're 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 top notch. They're top notch people. Oh yeah. Um. So for my foods. I guess let me see if I can keep it in the food truck realm because it would just make sense with being food trucks. There's this dude, uh, I think it's 410 Empanadas. Okay. This yeah. guy is, we did a little Canton farmer's market that ended up not um, materializing too much and being elongated thing, but they're still do the Fells Point one. Mm-hmm. So that dude, whenever I see him, I love to get his, I love to get his stuff. There's actually a couple new guys that I want to give some credit to. They're not in, um, they're not a food truck. They, I actually know them from DC. They go by Bund Up in DC, but they're Rice Crook here. Mm-hmm. They're in Cross Street Market. I really, really like what those guys do. They do like little bows. They, okay. Yeah. Super good, super good street food. And there's another one I missed. Damn, it sucks because they're actually in DC now too. There used to be a Mount Vernon Marketplace, was Alvolo. Did you ever have Alvolo, the Italian joint? No, I didn't. I didn't have it. I would always go over there. You're saying Mount Vernon. I would always go into the back and get like between two buns or go to Pinch because I got a connection mm-hmm. there. Oh, wherever Pinch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, is it Chino? I'm assuming it's Chino. Are we uh, going to do a Baltimore food show? We're not going to drop a Chino line. Yeah, we don't drop a Chino line. We, we, you know, we're reference Chino, but uh, I know a few people there or whatever. It's one of those one of those spots for me. I um I will I, I appreciate Chino a lot. He um he reposts us a decent amount of times, man, and uh. It's just cool to just get support from from people that you followed even prior to getting into this industry. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So it's it's kind it's kind of cool to, to to get stuff like that. So I'm sure it was a pretty lame answer, but no. again, I'm the worst worst person to eat with. I'm I'm the worst. I absolutely nah. awful. Not I'm fun as hell to drink with. Okay. Fun as hell to drink with, we'll, but I'm not the not we'll, the best. We'll to add eat that with. to the list as well, then. Um, so, so I got uh, one last uh, question, and then um, again, I'll thank you for coming on to the pod. Um, aside from your work, there, there's some creative stuff there. You, you, you have the, the branding and the marketing, the hospitality mm-hmm. background. What are some of your other creative interests or talents? Um, my creative interests or talents, uh, we touched on it. Wrestling, uh, is, is a big <laughs> thing of mine. Wrestling huge for me. Yeah. 
But clo- I mean, I love clothes too. I was telling you we we were doing the artist series. Mm-hmm. I um I'm one that that buys like streetwear. I I buy vintage. I do all that kind of stuff. I don't like wearing the same thing twice. But what I'm learning now is with the shirts thing with our artist series. Yeah. And hey, if any artists hear this, hit us up. We would love to do a shirt with you. We do them every month. Send your designs in. We'd love to do that. Is to build our own. Yeah. Why am I wearing somebody's stuff from Atlanta? I, mm-hmm. I've, I've been to Atlanta once. I want a layover. <laughs> same. same. <laughs> so, so you know what I did? I called up Frico Rico and I just DM'd him. If you know who he is, yeah. he actually did Action's Mr. Wonderful album cover. Yes. And I, I was a little sauce and I hit up Frico Rico and just shot my shot. I was like, hey, man, we're doing this artist series. Any chance you want to do it? And. That'll be the one coming out next is he actually did a shirt with us. So that's fire. The guy that did an album cover with the rapper that I look up to who has a collaboration with one of the streetwear brands. He's worked with Reebok. He's worked with Mishka. Like he's, he's doing good stuff to me now have one of those things is really, really cool. So I want to grow that product line as well as the pretzels, obviously, and um, just just grow the Doughboy Fresh brand and whatever that can be in, in any facet. If it ends up being some cool wrestling stuff, let it be some cool wrestling stuff. If it ends up being some clothes, let it be some clothes. And obviously the food, we're going to keep it the way it is. We're going to keep doing us and keep doing the food how we do it. I mean, it's kind of hard to make pretzels interesting. So <laughs> that's, what, that's what we're trying to do. We, there's no such thing as a high-end upscale pretzel brand. And that's one of the things that we're trying to build. That's fantastic um i i i like everything i've heard this has been a great conversation and sorry if i was right i feel like i'm dominating this wasn't oh, real no 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 forth. see it's, it's about it's about the it's about the guests it's not about me i talk all all damn day uh but it's about the guests and it, it was great talking with you about this so um feel free shout out your brand you know where can he find you where can he check out yeah, all these absolutely. stuff absolutely Check out Doughboy Fresh Pretzel Company. Uh, again, this is recorded in like November time, so we're still in peak COVID, kind of dealing with that. So we're not doing too many events and stuff. But check out our wholesale partners. We have products with Johnny Rad, Snake Hill, Riverside Tap House has been a huge, huge supporter of us. Those are some new guys down on Light Street uh, in Fed Hill. Definitely check them out. We picked up AJ's on Hanover. We have Delia Foley's. We have Southern Provisions. We have Black Eyed Susie's. There's a ton of places you can check us out. Um, definitely take a look on our social media at doughboyfresh.pretzelco. It's the same on Facebook as well, doughboyfresh.pretzelco. Uh, we're very, we have a lot of content. We're a very content-based company. And like I said kind of earlier, I don't know if that will air or not, is, is we do share a lot of our wholesale partners' products as well. So you'll get introduced to not just who what we do, but also who we support. Absolutely. Well, that's great. Thank you again. Um, and I would do yeah, my man, yo, off. Hit, <laughs> do yeah, my hit me off real quick. Off, yeah. My bad. Hit me up offline and we'll talk about that wrestling stuff. Okay. Let me do my sign off real quick. So for Jeffrey Carter Jr., I'm Rob Lee saying there's dope food in and around Baltimore. You just have to look for it. Mm-hmm.